This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, you guys. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you guys for joining me today. Before we get started, make sure you go ahead and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We post weekly every Thursday on YouTube and all podcast platforms. You're not going to want to miss it. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. That's a big one. Now, for today's episode, as we could all tell by last week's mental breakdown, I was pretty down bad. I was not, Savannah was not doing well. I've had better days. I've seen better days. I've seen better weeks. But what really, you know, made me, I don't want to say happy because I don't think that's the right terminology, but what really, you know, what I really found comforting in that episode, which if you haven't listened to it, you have absolutely no idea what I'm referring to. So I very much recommend that you go and listen to it. Um, but just a quick recap, I was definitely feeling pretty down last week. I hadn't really felt that bad in a while. I was just in a really big funk and I felt like my world was crashing before my very eyes, just in the sense that I felt, as I mentioned in that episode, kind of like a failure. I felt like I wasn't, you know, reaching the goals that I had set for myself at the beginning of the new year and everyone's, you know, ready to go and they're motivated. And I just felt really behind because I was not feeling that same motivation. I wasn't feeling, you know, like I was participating in sharing those feelings and sharing the desire to complete the goals that I had set out for myself. I just felt really, really behind and I was getting really hard on myself for it. So that's the episode we put out last week, which again, if you haven't listened to it, I recommend you do that just because this episode will make more sense. It'll be a little bit more cohesive, but I was hesitant putting out that episode last week because I just didn't want it to feel or seem like I was complaining because I think that that's something that 
I struggle with a lot is kind of suppressing my emotions for the reasoning that someone else has it worse and that, you know, they're things that are happening in the world that are far worse than what I could ever even, you know, fathom. So, you know, me complaining about not reaching my goals and putting myself into a funk because of that is not, you know, nowhere near on the same stratosphere as the legit hardcore problems that a lot of other people are experiencing. So I didn't want to come on and, you know, be little miss doom and gloom over here about the fact that I wasn't achieving those goals. What I will say is you guys welcome to that episode with the most open of arms and just reading your guys' responses and your guys' comments about how, you know, you have also been feeling either similar at that same time, or you felt like that in the past or, you know, whatever it was, you guys were just very accepting of that. And your words of encouragement mean and meant the world to me. And so I just want to say a really big thank you for that because you guys are absolutely incredible. And I felt a lot better feeling more connected to you guys because I didn't want to come on last week and just make an episode about, you know, whatever it would have been and it not really be authentic. And so I'm really, really happy that that episode was able to, you know, at least provide a little bit of comfort, not only for myself, but from what it seemed for you guys as well. So I just wanted to talk about that really quick before we got into today's episode. Now for today's episode, I thought that, I don't know if you could tell, you probably can. I feel like I'm talking fast. I feel like my adrenaline is up. I'm getting back into the swing of things. And it took me a solid couple days to figure out, you know, how to get myself back into the swing of things, how to get myself back to where I wanted to be, to feel productive again. And I thought, what better time to show you guys the progression of me spiraling and me, you know, coming out on the other side of that. Obviously, I'm just, you know, a bad mood, how to get out of a bad mood, how to get out of a funk. You know, I think we all go through that at times and it can be really, really hard to pull ourselves out of it. And I'm here to try and help you do that. Whether you're in one now or whether you're going to be in one soon. I mean, I think we all go through, you know, the ups and downs of that. And I think, you know, before we get into it, because I have a whole list that I'm going to walk you guys through. But before we get into that list, I think that it's really important that we take a step back and approach this from an angle of, you know, the biggest thing here and the biggest way to help get you through the mood, the funk, whatever you're going through is, again, it's not a tangible thing, but it is just being able to give yourself a little bit of grace. And we talked about this last week because it was something that I was struggling with that I almost felt like I didn't deserve to give myself grace. And I felt that for a multitude of reasons, but through having different conversations with friends and family and things like that, I think what's so important is that Everyone deserves to give themselves a little bit of grace, to cut themselves a little bit of slack, and to have patience with themselves. I think that the biggest kind of big sister reminder that I could give you is that we are all so freaking human, and we're going to have moods, we're going to go through dark times, and what's important is how we get ourselves to the other side of that, not to feel, you know, discouraged with ourselves that we're in it, because everyone goes through that. And when you're in it, it doesn't feel like that because when you're in it, you're like, I feel so 
freaking alone. And I feel like no one understands and I feel like no one gets it. And granted, we all have different reasonings for what put that for what put us in that place. But one thing that we all can agree on and an experience that we all can relate to is that we're all human and we're all trying our best and that looks different for everyone. And to just give yourself a little bit of grace during those times, during all times really, but especially during those times, treat yourself with kindness, be gentle with yourself. You do deserve that. You deserve to be able to, you know, be gentle, be kind and have grace with yourself and not expect yourself to just snap out of it right away because that's not realistic. And that leads us going into this list. It leads us into the first, topic and the first kind of number one rule that I have on this list, which is allowing yourself time to feel your feelings and acknowledge that they're there and acknowledge that they exist. Allow yourself to acknowledge the fact that you're in a funk, you're not feeling it, and allow yourself to kind of wallow in that. And I feel like a lot of times that's discouraged because of the whole, you know, fake it till you make it mindset. And granted, there are certain people that that kind of mindset and concept is going to work well for. Personally, I'm not one of those people, exhibit A being last week. But, you know, there are people that that works for. And if that works for you, then great. I think this list is not for that type of person, but I'm sure we can pick and choose from each thing that I'm going to talk about. The reason I think it's really important to allow yourself to kind of wallow in your feelings is because if you choose to suppress them, you're only going to snowball yourself into a bigger issue. If you suppress your feelings, it might work the first time, it might work the second time, but there's going to be a time where you are going to explode. And so I think it's really important to allow yourself to acknowledge your feelings when you're feeling them and allow yourself to wallow, allow yourself to be sad. And I think that that's something that as a society, we're kind of afraid to do. I think that, you know, we're afraid to allow ourselves to feel sadness. And obviously it's because it's an unsettling feeling. It's a feeling that is not positive. It's just purely negative. Typically sadness is not something you look at. It's a tip. It's actually like the antonym for happiness. So obviously it's not something that anyone really strives for, but allowing yourself to feel sad is really, really important so that when you're happy, you can actually enjoy feeling happy and not feeling like you're faking it a little because you're suppressing this feeling of sadness that ultimately is going to spiral and you are going to explode at one point or another. So just feel the sadness, just feel it. And while again, I think it is very important to allow yourself to wallow in your feelings and to feel sad, I also think it's equally as important to set a date where that is going to end. And typically, I told you guys last week, I like to give myself a three-day time period, three days to wallow in it, to be sad, to let myself be in a mood, be in a funk. I can be, you know, cry, whatever I need to do. I get three days. And then once those three days are over, it's time for me to get my shit together again. And even three days sometimes is a little bit excessive. And if it's before that, that's great. If it's longer than that, because that's what you need, acknowledge that and acknowledge that that's okay. But set a time limit for yourself that when you get to that point, it's like, all right, we're back in business. We're getting it back in order. And the reason I think that is because I think it's better and more beneficial in the long run to set a date to be like, this is when my shit gets back and gets put all back together again. 
Otherwise, it's kind of slowly dragging out and it just kind of feels more mopey, at least for me. Again, this is all from just my perspective, but for me, when I don't set a date of like, okay, tomorrow is the day I get my shit together, then it just kind of continues to drag on a little bit and I don't hold myself as much accountable. I'm not as self-disciplined. So again, that's why I think it's really important to allow yourself to feel your feelings, feel all of them, but then have a date where it's like, all right, this is when my life starts again. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So let's talk about my sort of rules for a productive day. I've seen a TikTok creator. I forget her name. I believe... I don't want to I don't want to say it cuz I don't want to butcher it. I believe it's a TikToker named Eli who has a list of rules for everything. I love her. I think she's incredible and she has so many different rules for like a first date or a pregame or a second date, third date, for a Tuesday afternoon. Like she has all these different types of rules. And so when I was watching her videos the other day, I saw one come up on TikTok. I thought about this exact my thoughts exactly episode and how I wanted to talk to you guys about how to get out of that funk. And I was like, I'm going to make a rules list. So the structure of this list is a little bit inspired by that. Um, But again, I just think that she is, I think she's amazing. So my rules for a productive day, the first thing, and I don't think this is going to be very surprising. I feel like this is most people, like their start to the day to being productive. For me personally, what that looks like is waking up early, making my bed, and cleaning my surroundings. You will never be mad at yourself for making your bed. You'll probably be annoyed while you're doing it because I don't think anyone actually likes the activity like of making a bed. Or if you do, then good for you. But I personally don't. So I never like making the bed, but I'm always way happier than when I don't make the bed. And I feel like making the bed, you're just setting the tone for the day. You're setting the tone for a productive day. You're going to kill it. It's going to be great. So you're setting the tone for a productive day. Make the bed. You're never going to be mad at yourself for making the bed. Second, clean the surroundings that you have. Whether you want to do this the night before, which I personally prefer, or if you want to do it the morning of to kickstart your productivity day, because I just believe that your surroundings are a direct correlation of what's going on inside of your head and what's going on inside of your brain. So if you're surrounded by a mess, it's going to kind of make you feel like a little bit of a mess. So I always think it's really important to clean the kitchen. That's the biggest one for me. I am such a kitchen cleaner type of person. If my kitchen is dirty, nothing is going right in my life. I don't care if my bathroom's dirty. I don't really care if the living room's a little bit messy. If the kitchen is dirty, nothing is going right. And I think everyone that I've ever lived with could tell you that. So for me, the kitchen is the number one thing, but I do definitely think that it's worth, you know, cleaning your bathroom, cleaning the kitchen, fluffing the couch, whatever that looks like for you. So you set the tone for the day. You're in a clean, organized space. I just think that that's really, really important. 
So like I mentioned earlier, on productive days, we wake up early. I know that some people already wake up early just because of work or things like that, or if you have school, classes, whatever the case may be, but I always think that on weekdays, this is just a rule for myself, on weekdays, 7 a.m. It's a 7 a.m. type of morning, and personally, I think that on these productive days, like the productive day after a funk, waking up at 7 a.m. is perfect or earlier if you're really feeling crazy. I'm not one of those ones that's like, you have to wake up at five. Like that's just to me, not realistic, but if that's what your prerogative, that's what you want to do. Wake up at five, wake up at six, seven, whatever it is. But I truthfully feel like the earlier you wake up, the more productive you're going to be. You're going to give yourself a little bit of time to have your coffee, have your matcha, have your tea, whatever it is that you fancy and give yourself a little bit of time to gather yourself to get yourself together, prepare your day. You can write a to-do list, whatever it is that you want to do. And it's just going to make you feel better because you're going to realize that you have the entire day ahead of you to accomplish all of the tasks that you want to accomplish. Now, once you've had your coffee, you had your matcha, you wrote your to-do list, you feel good, you've woken up early, you've made your bed. Once all of that is done, I think the next really important thing to do is to do whatever it is that makes you feel the best in regards to your appearance. I truthfully am a believer in the look good, feel good method. And that does not mean, just FYI, that doesn't mean full glam. That doesn't mean that, you know, have to be completely done up or anything. That could just be putting on your moisturizer, your your skincare routine, whatever that looks like for you, whatever personally makes you feel the best about yourself. And that very well could be getting completely done up, doing the full glam, the full makeup, the full hair, everything. That could be what that means. Or it could be the skincare. It could be, you know, just doing your hair. I know for me, if my hair looks good, I feel a lot better. That's just like the very like bare start to it. I would way rather have my hair done than my makeup done. So whatever makes you feel the best about yourself, because I truly believe, like I said, in the look good, feel good method, it's also just going to make you feel more put together, which in turn is going to make you feel better overall. Okay, this is a really, really big one and it's a little bit tricky at least where I am, and I know where a lot of you are as well, it's just a little bit tricky with the time of year, but that is getting outside. Getting outside and getting fresh air, I promise you, will change your mental. For me, it's a little bit harder right now. I don't know about where you guys are. Where I am, it is going to be gray, cloudy, and rainy for the next seven days. So that's that's going to do a damper on me. So for me, the whole like hot girl walk thing right now isn't really an option because I don't want to get hypothermia. So I'm going to stay inside because it's freezing out and I just don't want to be cold. I think that that will actually make me feel worse. And so if you have the ability to walk outside, if it's, you know, above 50 degrees or 60, whatever floats your boat, I highly recommend it. It's just going to make you feel a whole lot better. Also getting outside puts things in perspective. I've said this to my friends for years now, and I don't know if you guys would agree with me, but for me, when I walk outside and I see there's other people walking around, I see there's other people driving in their cars, working, going to different places, it makes me motivated. That's the first thing, but also makes me realize that everything's gonna be okay. Like seeing other people out, seeing other people live their lives, just puts things in a little bit more perspective for me because I'm like, okay, you know, my world seems like it's crashing down, but you know, everyone else is still outside living their life, doing their thing. 
I'm going to get back into the swing of things. So yeah, just to wrap up that point, if you can go outside, go outside. Here is my little hack. If you don't want to go outside though, and you have access to a car, I know some people live in cities, it's harder to have access to a car, but if you do have access to one, get in a car and start driving, roll the windows down and To me, that's a perfect happy medium. Being able to roll the windows down, feel the cold, it will wake you up. It's going to shock your system in the best way. It's really going to feel very refreshing and good. It's going to put you in a good mood. Plus, imagine that with your favorite playlist going on, maybe getting a little coffee. I think it's a 10 out of 10. Now, the next one that I have is it kind of goes hand in hand with the third one that we talked about, which is just getting in some sort of physical activity, getting in some sort of movement. Cliches are cliches for a reason. And there's a reason that everyone says to get in some exercise when you feel like you're in a funk because of the endorphins and dopamine and all of the chemicals that your brain needs. It's going to really, really help your mood. It really is. I know for me personally, so this is just a little, not story time but this is just what has helped me the past week. It's something that I completely changed. I realized, I think I told you guys this, maybe I didn't. I was in the market for a new gym last week and I was going over to all these different gyms trying to figure it out because I just didn't like the one that I was going to. I wasn't getting like the motivational, like let's you know kill this workout type of vibe. I just wanted something different. And so I was going around to different gyms not really finding anyone that I loved, but I was kind of like, okay, this could work or this could work, but it just, it wasn't clicking. It wasn't feeling right. So I ended up going to Pilates, which I used to love when I lived in San Diego. I was doing like three times a week Pilates classes, absolutely loved it. And just for a personal standpoint, I've never like loved the way my body just looked and felt more than when I was doing Pilates. And so I went to my first Pilates class again. I believe it was actually maybe exactly, well, no, it's been a little over a week now. Um, So it's been about, yeah, a little bit over a week of doing, I've been to four and I'm going to another one tomorrow and I'm so excited. I just signed up for a membership and it's a two times a week membership. I'm so excited and it just made me really, really motivated again to get back into the swing of things. I will say it was a little bit intimidating to go in to, you know, a new environment where I didn't know anyone and where, you know, people just seem like they got it all figured out and they like know what they're doing. And so it's intimidating to walk into a class like that and just kind of feel like the new girl who doesn't know what's going on. And I'm just like looking around at other people being like, what move are you doing? Like, okay, I'm going to copy you. And like, you know, taking it from that angle. But I am so happy that I did. And Pilates is, I mean, it's 40 minutes. Like it's just a 40 minute workout. And that's something that I can, I can do that. I can handle that. So that's just personally what I've decided to do. And then on the days that I'm not going to go to Pilates, I'm going to go and do like 12, 330 on the treadmill and get more cardio in. But I think, you know, the bigger message in that is just, I think it's really important to get your body moving. I think it's going to be very beneficial. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to improve your mood. It's going to increase your motivation. And once you start doing it, you know, whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to be, obviously it doesn't have to be Pilates. This could be whatever it is that you want, whether that's a workout class, like yoga or orange theory or hit classes, F45, things like that, 
Or let's say classes like literally aren't your thing at all. Whether you want to go to a gym or go for a run outside, there's so many different options and avenues that you can take. But I do think that getting yourself involved in some sort of physical activity is crucial for all of the reasons I just listed. Okay, the next thing that I have on here is very vague, but it's because this is going to look different for everyone, and that is doing something productive. And again, I know that sounds very vague, but again, it's because it's going to everyone's lifestyle is going to fit differently into what they deem as productive. For me personally, being productive means I'm either working on a killer instinct case or I am doing, you know, three loads of laundry or I've, you know, done the floors. I've taken church for a walk. Like little things like that help me feel productive, but everyone's is going to look differently, whether that's cleaning your room or organizing your closet or, you know, knocking off the last couple things on your to-do list that you've been avoiding doing forever. It's going to make you feel so good or setting up that work call meeting that you've been avoiding or, you know, whatever it is that you've just kind of been putting off, finally doing that is going to make you feel so much better. You know, I was having a conversation with Um, my life coach not too long ago. It was actually last week, the same day I filmed the episode about me having a absolute mental spiral breakdown. And we were talking about, you know, what being productive looks like and how it's so relative. It's so individualized to the person that, you know, is being talked about. And for me, she asked me, she said, what is the best day for you look like in terms of productivity? What's the most productive day for you look like. And I've basically explained everything that I'm telling you guys, you know, wake up early, make the bed, have my coffee, take church for a walk, come home, go to Pilates, do something productive, work wise, clean the house, like things like that make me feel productive, but that's not what works for everyone. And so write down the things that make you feel the most productive, what make you feel the most accomplished, whether that's like a school essay that you've been putting off or going to get your car wash. Like it could look like anything, but again, it's so relative to the specific person. So what feels like an accomplishment to me could be an everyday thing for you or vice versa. And so I definitely recommend just writing down the list of things that make you feel the most productive or just, you know, you don't even have to write it down, but just ask yourself the question, what makes you feel the most accomplished and the most productive and then strive to get those things done. Now, the next thing is something that really helps when it comes to perspective. And personally, something that really helped me is writing down a list of five things that I am grateful for. Because I think just as humans, it's our nature to focus more on negatives than it is positives. And I think it's almost something that we have to train our brain, train our brain into the perspective of focusing on the positives instead of the negatives. It's that whole, you know, glass half empty, glass half full type of deal. And, you know, I think the majority of us would like to believe that we're glass half full type of people, which 
we very well could be and very well are, but everyone gets into those moments. Everyone has those times where the glass definitely feels either half empty or fully empty. And again, it's a, you're allowed to have those feelings and you need to acknowledge that. But putting into perspective the things that you are grateful for, the things that are going good for you, whether that's your health, your family, your friends, your pet, you know, your significant other, or maybe it's none of those things and it's being able to wake up in the morning or your favorite moisturizer or your favorite TV show, your favorite food, whatever it is, write down the list of five things that you're grateful for. And I really think that it's going to help just put things into perspective to make you realize that, you know, life is pretty good when you really think about it. And obviously everyone struggles, everyone has their times and their moments, but being able to shift your perspective from focusing on what's negative to what's positive, I think personally has really helped me. And it's kind of given, it's just a little bit of a wake up call. Not that, you know, and I say that lightly because I don't want it to seem like I'm negating away from the allowing and accepting of those sad feelings that we have just talked about. But I do think that it's important to put things into perspective and to realize what you are grateful for, realize what is going well in your life, realize what you are happy about and to focus on those things instead. Okay, next thing. I think you guys are going to agree with me. I hope you agree with me. I don't know. Maybe you don't. Okay, the next thing is to take the shower. So now we're getting into the night, you know, the nighttime portion of the day and you've been productive, you've moved your body, you've gotten fresh air, you've done what you need to do when it comes to work and all of those things. And now you're home taking the shower. You guys know what kind of shower I'm talking about. I am talking about the the scrubbing everything off your body, the the hair wash shower, the shaving shower. I am talking about the shower that when you come out, quite literally makes you feel like a new person. So I think, and I don't know if it's just because it physically feels like this or what, but whenever I take this type of shower, I feel like I am physically scrubbing off the bad energy and like physically scrubbing off the bad mood and the funk. Like it's all coming off with everything. It's going down the drain and goodbye. And I don't know if that's just what helps me get through it or because obviously I know it's not like a physical factor in it, but having the shower, getting yourself into like removing all the bad energy, getting it all away, I think really changes the game. I'm someone who's a big believer in the shower. Um, I think that, again, game changer, I think is the answer to most things. If you're sad, take the shower. You're hungover, take the shower. You know, whatever's going on, the shower is the answer. I promise you, you'll feel better no matter what, no matter what's going on, you're going to feel better if you have the shower. So I highly recommend it because again, I just feel like you're getting rid of the bad energy. It's just, it's going away. And so that's what I really love to do. That's like a big, big thing for me. There were times, I think it was like a couple years ago. I, I This doesn't have anything to do with being in a bad mood, but there were times where I would take like showers three times a day. I think there was like something different going on. I think there was something like maybe actually a little bit wrong there, but um, taking the shower is a game changer. And it really, you come out, you feel like a new 
person. You're glowing. You do your skincare. You do your hair care. And you romanticize that part of your life. And I think that that's something that's also really, really important throughout the entirety of what this productive day is supposed to look like or what it's going to look like. And that is to romanticize the little things and to bring that enjoyment back into life again. Make coffee in your favorite mug or make your tea in your favorite mug. Have your favorite breakfast. You know, do the little things that are going to make you feel better about yourself and about life because that's what's really crucial and getting you through these types of, you know, funks and bad energy and bad moods is reminding yourself of the little things in life and their importance and you're going to feel a lot better. So once you get out of the shower, you're then like I said, do your skincare, do your hair care, do the lotions, all of it. It's all happening after this shower. And then you're going to get in to bed. Well, before this, I would hope that you would have had a nutritious dinner, something that you really, really like, something that's, you know, a comfort meal for you. I think that that's something that's really important is to give yourself comfort. And I think that that comes hand in hand with romanticizing your life. I think that romanticizing and making your life comfortable for you and making yourself feel safe is really important. So have your favorite comfort meal and take your shower, skincare, hair care, get into bed. I recommend getting into bed early. I'm an early bird. I used to be such a night owl. I used to stay up until like two, three in the morning and like think that that was normal. And I think that that's like a phase type thing. I feel like, you know, late teens, early twenties, like that kind of maybe is like the thing to do. I don't know. You guys can let me know. I'm not sure, but that's what I did. And now you can't get me to stay up past like 11. It's just not going to happen. And so going, getting into bed early for me is like a good, sometimes it's 7.30, but it's typically like 8 o'clock, 8.30. And I like to be lights out by about 10, 10.30 at the latest, at the very latest, preferably 10, sometimes 9.30. If we're really, really feeling it, if I can pop a melatonin, I'm good to go. And the reason I think that that is so crucial is because, first of all, you're giving yourself some time to unwind. You get into bed. You can either read a great book. I haven't gotten into reading very recently. I used to be really, really big on it. I was actually, well, I think everyone goes into phases with it. But personally, I was like the most avid non-reader you'll ever meet. Um, And that was for about 10 years. I think for 10 years, I actually did not pick up a singular book. And then about a year ago, I started reading the Colleen Hoover books. I got into that trend when that was like a really big thing. So it ends with us and, um, oh, what was he? There were like a bunch of other ones. I read, I think three of them and I absolutely loved them. I do want to get back into them because I think that they're amazing and I love a good book when it's good. I'm someone who will read a page like top to bottom but I think I kind of zone out while I'm reading. And so I'll have to go back and read another, which kind of prevents me from reading because it just takes twice as long. But when the story is good enough, I will stick around. So whether that's reading your favorite book or watching your favorite show, whatever you feel will best suit you in that time, do it. Take that time for you. Do whatever it is that you want to do, FaceTime a friend, whatever it is, but give yourself like an hour to just kind of unwind in bed and relax a little bit and then go to bed early so you can wake up early and have a productive day again 
the following day. Because I think I mentioned this earlier, it's like a domino effect. You do it once, you do it again, it's just gonna keep happening over and over. And you're gonna have little hiccups here and there, but again, that's where grace comes into play. And that's where allowing yourself to have patience with yourself, allowing yourself to feel your feelings, that's when all of that comes into play. So that is my rules for a productive day, I guess you could say, or that's what it would ideally look like for me. And I think that that, you know, that's pretty much a step-by-step of how I got out of my funk last week. We all saw how that was, you know, that was just, we don't need to go back there. So this week, I really wanted to talk to you guys and just kind of give you a progress report almost in terms of just showing you that if I can go through it like that, so can you. You're going to make it out on the other side, even though in the time being, it's like the world is ending. And that may be, and that may be dramatic, but I am dramatic. So, you know, this is just kind of the way it is. So those are my rules for a productive day. I want to hear what your rules for a productive day are, your rules to get out of a funk, everything like that. And let me know in the comments or DM me on Instagram what your rules to get out of a funk are. I'm probably going to do like an Instagram compilation of it. So you guys can let me know what works for you. And with that, you guys... That is all I have for you today. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of My Thoughts Exactly. I had a lot of fun with this one. And just know we're all in this together. We're going to get out of the funk. It will happen. It just, you know, we're human. And just give yourself some grace. You deserve it. So with that being said, you guys, that's all for me today. I'll be back next week with a brand new My Thoughts Exactly episode for you. And I hope to see you there. Bye, guys. Bye.